Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. Today, I wanted to get a little personal and talk about the things that I've learned since getting into the health and fitness industry itself. Um, I'm narrowing it down today to five or so uh, points, but over the course of 12 plus years that I've been in this industry, uh, there's countless things that I uh, have learned, but there's some common threads and some common themes amongst it all. So I wanted to dive into that today and give you some insight into my perspective uh, on the health and fitness industry as well as the things that I think a lot of you can relate to in your journey. That is your health and your fitness and your wellness and your life. Um, that may be tough to hear at times, uh, may be motivational, may be, uh, push you to do something or to change something that you need to. Uh, so let's dive into these things. Five things that I've learned since I got into health and fitness. So number one, everything works in the right context. So this is a really important point. Uh, and a lot of people I find either like me one way or the other um, uh, when I talk about this, this topic because it comes down to the it depends mindset in that there is no one-size-fits-all approach. It truly comes down to your own self-experimentation. And I think in the health and fitness industry, the industry has done a real shit job of promoting this self-experimentation. Everyone's looking for that singular quick fix, that six weeks to fit, that fill-in-the-blank of whatever you want. They think that it's an A to B trajectory uh, in a straight line to achieve the things that you're looking for. And now in the right context, that might be the scenario, that might be the case. But more often than not, that context that is a straight line A to B is not actually truly realistic. So we need to go ahead and be comfortable with trying all the things and seeing what works for us. That's the long game approach that we need to have. We need to understand that we need to experiment and figure out how our body responds to something and pay attention to how our body responds to something. We need to look at how we're feeling, how we're sleeping, our energy levels, our emotional levels, our sex drive. Are we always frustrated? Are we always feeling lethargic and tired? Do we have energy throughout the entire day? Do we always feel hungry? Are we cold? Are we hot? There's so many factors, yes, but it just comes down to paying attention and be willing to experiment and see what actually is truly working for you. If you keep having to repeat the same process over and over again, because you know that, oh, well, this did work. But if you actually stop for a second and you considered, well, it worked for a very short period of time. Then guess what? It's going to be time to move on and try something different. Because if you swear that you're doing everything right. But nothing is working long term. Then guess what? You're not doing everything right. That might upset you to hear that. You might feel like I'm speaking directly to you when I say that. 
I know that it's not fun to hear that you might not be doing things as well as you thought or that you might, might, might not be doing things right. No one likes to hear that they're wrong, but it's an opportunity to learn and further that self-experimentation so that you can actually get better. So again, everything works in the right context, but let's be mindful of how realistic that context is. And if something's only working in the short term and we keep having to repeat it, let's figure out what's going to actually benefit us for the long term. Number two, action is the foundation of motivation, not the other way around. This is a big one, I find, because I I notice all the time that people are searching for motivation. I need someone to motivate me. I need something to motivate me to do this. I need... Tell me something to to get me going. Show me a video to motivate me to start. We need to stop looking for ways to get motivated. We need to start doing the shit that we need to do to actually achieve the life that we want. We need to start to take action first and foremost. And it doesn't matter how small that action is. I've often had conversations with people who are just starting out in their health and fitness journey and they really struggle to get to the gym or to actually go for that run. And as simple as it sounds, the first action step I tell them to do is just put on their training shoes. I don't care if they leave their house. I just simply want that action step of put your shoes on. Show yourself that you are willing to take action as opposed to laying in bed, scrolling through motivational quote unquote videos on YouTube for an hour, trying to motivate yourself to get to the gym, which in reality, you're going to just start self-doubting yourself and most likely diminishing your thought process of yourself because of what you're seeing. So take action. Put those shoes on. Go out the door. Next day, shoes on, out the door, walk around the block. Whatever it may be. Just take action on it. Because that will start the snowball effect for you. Searching out and just looking for motivation is living through someone else's life. Start using your own life as motivation. I've said it before, progress, no matter how big or small, is still progress. And we have a big problem in this industry and this societal mindset that progress needs to be this massive thing. When in reality, most progress is micro and small. And on the day-to-day, we may not see it or feel it. But we know it's there because we're taking the action to get there. So again, action is the foundation of motivation, not the other way around. Number three, this kind of falls right in line with what I just said. It's going to take way longer than you want to achieve your goals. Let me say that again. It's going to take way longer than you want to achieve your goals. Now, depending on what your goals are, 
that context will change. That timeline will change, yes. But if you think this is a one-week thing, you got to set some bigger goals, first and foremost. If you can get what you want in a week, yeah, cool. Let's set some higher, more challenging, bigger goals for ourselves. But still, let's take an action on that. When we set out to pursue our goals and we understand that the actual goal that we want is much longer and is going to take much longer than we actually realize, all those short-term goals that we think we want that are quicker to get to, once we actually achieve them, they might not even matter that much to us anymore. We often get so caught up in that short-term thought process, that quick fix, that when we actually achieve it, we often go, oh, okay. Well, no, I want, I want the bigger thing now. I want that further goal. So we need to understand and, and be comfortable with the fact that, yes, make the choice to go after those goals. But it's okay if we realize that it's not actually what we wanted once we achieve them. I had this conversation yesterday where the individual had a complete vision for what their life was supposed to look like or what they want it to look like over the next 10, 20 years. And that was an awesome vision. It was super clear, very precise. Guess what? That might happen, absolutely, and that would be fantastic. But what I often see is that Individuals will go about that pursuit. They'll accomplish one part of it. And then they realize, you know what? I actually see myself going in another direction with this. It might be along the same path. It might be along the same journey, the same context. But it's something slightly different. And that's okay. But understand that you need patience with it. Don't rush that process. It's going to take way longer than you want to achieve your goals. Because more often than not, we are so impatient with the process. So be patient, you guys. You will accomplish them if you take those action steps. And you focus on that self-experimentation of what you truly want. Number four. Your mindset drives your output. This is a big one for most people. There's the amount of times that I've witnessed someone try something one time and give up simply because of what they've told themselves about it, their abilities, or what they've been told. They think about how terrible they are, how bad they are doing how much they suck, how they will never be able to get it, and it is what it is. Have you ever said that line before, it is what it is? You ever heard someone say that line before? It's such a bullshit line. A statement like, I cannot eat healthy since I've been eating this way my whole life. These are all self-limiting beliefs. I love this example of think about when we were first learning to walk as a child and we fell down that first time. 
when we tried to get up to go for that first walk, take those first steps, and we fell down. And we went, oh, I guess this thing isn't for me. I guess this walking thing just isn't what I'm meant to do. Imagine if we did that. It seems silly. But that's the same concept and it's the same context that we're placing on ourselves when we try one thing and immediately go to this. Well, I just suck at that. It is what it is. Now, there's deeper layer to this that we have to go. We have to ask the question of, do you truly want that? Because your mindset does drive your output. So if you're just superficially saying you want that certain thing, but your deeper conscious thought is that you're just doing that to impress or you're just doing that to satisfy as opposed to actually truly wanting that, then guess what? Your output's not going to match. Or in fact, your output is going to match exactly to the point that you know, your subconscious and your conscious brain truly knows that you don't actually want that thing. So guess what? Your output's not going to give you it. You're not going to do the things you need to. So we need to ask that deeper question of, do we truly want to accomplish the thing that we're pursuing? And when we try, if it is something that we truly want to accomplish, when we actually go for it and we start taking those action steps, let's right off the bat understand that it's going to be tough that the work involved is going to be far more than we ever expect but that we can actually do it right you don't win or lose with things you win or learn it's a cheesy statement but it's true let's learn through the process Let's self-experiment and see what are we doing right? What are the things that we have uh, areas of opportunity in that we can do better on so that we can actually accomplish the desired outcome? Let's reverse engineer it and set ourselves up mentally with the right mindset so that our output matches that and the outcome is accomplished. Again, your mindset drives your output. And the last big thing, this one speaks a little more directly to coaches, uh, but I think that you might find it no matter what your realm is in your life, uh, what your job is, your day-to-day, etc. I think this will resonate with you as well. You won't be able to help everyone. I think that especially as a coach, there's an innate drive to want to be able to be that shining light and be that support, be able to help every person that you meet. Now, context is key with this because how we help someone may be completely off our radar 
around what we consider to be helping them. So just being there and being present for someone without actually even verbalizing anything, without actually giving them any tools or advice or insight, that might be enough to help that person. But we might not even recognize that in the moment. So yes, there is opportunity to help everyone, but sometimes it's in ways that we don't even understand. But if we show up and we be present in our moment of our day-to-day life, that is going to do far more and have a far greater impact in the ways that you want for the people that you surround yourself with and you interact with than sitting by and just accepting things as they are. Not everyone is going to want your advice. Not everyone is going to want your input. Not everyone is going to seek you out for help. Not everyone is going to think what you've told them is true. I do a lot of interesting modalities and things that are not necessarily yet mainstream as a neuroperformance specialist. And so sometimes when we're talking about visual system training or talk about sensory input, pretty sure there's been a few people that have looked at me and questioned, what is this guy on? Even if changes occurred, there's still self-doubt there within themselves because maybe they just are comfortable in the space and setting that they're in. And the change that's happening is not actually something comfortable for them. And that's okay. They may move on and go with a different path, pursue something else, because that's what they feel they need at that time. I can't take that personally. I can't be upset that I wasn't able to help that person as fully as I wanted to. But I still show up. I'm still present. And I'll still put that effort in and take action. Because we can't live our life based on other individuals' inputs and thoughts. We have to live our own life that way. So understand that in life, you won't be able to help everyone. But by taking care of yourself, ensuring that your mindset is in line with the output that you want, ensuring that you understand that it's a process that's going to take time, But so long as you keep taking action and stepping forward every single day, that process will continue to move along and ultimately understand that that journey is going to take different routes in different directions as you self-experiment and as you look at what's happening and how you're feeling across that journey. 
So everything works, you guys, in the right context. Action is your foundation of motivation. It's going to take way longer, but it's a process, and that's okay. Get your mindset right so that your output can match it. Not everyone's going to want your help, but just keep showing up. Have a great day, you guys.